0: City Smart Sustainability in Action podcast. Stories about people making a difference in waste, energy, water, transport, and greenhouse emissions. Hi, I'm Bill McDonald, and welcome to the Sustainability in Action podcast. The world's biggest garage sale started back in 2013 by a couple Yasmin and Lee Grigalunas. It's a garage sale to repurpose dormant goods, used goods in the family home, and to raise money for children's cancer research. Now, when Yaz asked her friends to donate their dormant goods, they did, and so did hundreds of other members of the community, as word started to spread about the event. Since then, world's biggest garage sale has raised over $300,000 for many charity benefactors. But the events are about more than selling used goods. The profit for purpose connects sustainable business and customers To create a conscious and altruistic community. It promotes the principles of the circular economy through the reuse of used goods that risk ending up in landfill in an ever increasing throwaway society. To date, they diverted over four million kilograms of goods from landfill and provided employment opportunities for disadvantaged and vulnerable members of the community. Okay. Yes, Grigal Ernest, CEO and well, co-founder. Tell us about where we are today.
1: So today we're in our warehouse, which we call the circular economy precinct. So in advance, Bill, I'm going to apologize for any background noise. There's plenty that goes on here, including mobilization, reuse, repurpose and a lot of shifting of product. Really, we're in the business of building people. So you're going to hear a few building sounds in the background today.
0: Very authentic. It's uh, right on the work face here. All right, we've talked a bit about it in the introduction. Can you give us a bit more uh, information about the mission behind World's Biggest Garage Sale?
1: Yeah, look, I guess back into 2013 when we started, it it was really about the donor fatigue problem. We thought, gosh, everyone's trying to raise money for all these charitable causes. How do you raise money without asking people for money? So that's when the the dormant goods kind of came about. But very quickly at that first event we ever held when we could see the emotive connection with community around the work we were doing in the planet side of things with the sustainability plus also the people and purpose side i knew and i didn't know then how to articulate it but i knew back then that this was something that was going to be so much bigger than a world's biggest garage sale and so today we we have it on the back of our shirts and we have for years people planet purpose so we're really about people first helping the planet second and building a profitable purposeful enterprise third
0: tell us a bit more about the purpose then of the circular economy
1: Look, it's really about understanding that waste is not waste until you waste it effectively, and that's a Will I Am quote. I should honour him and say that. But really, it's about seeing a waste as a resource, and we don't even like the word waste. We think it's a dirty word, and we use everything around here as a resource. Even in this precinct, since we moved in in April, we've had you know millions of, of kilos of product come through the doors, and we've had I think one and a half to two general waste wheelie bins worth of actual waste going to landfill we see items and we either deconstruct them pull them apart and find new ways to use the materials or we utilize the items again in a second and third life rather than just throw them in a skip bin and let them go to landfill so circular economy is about understanding and mobilizing taking it away from a take make dispose society the linear side to bringing it into very circular
0: what about some of the specifically economic benefits of the circular economy then?
1: Oh, well, I learnt along the way it's a $4.5 trillion opportunity by 2030. So there's plenty of money to be made. But what we wanted to ensure is in the excitement of the opportunity economically, that we weren't going to lose the fabric of the human inside of the business. So that's why we say people planet. The planet side of things really does drive our business decisions. We use the sustainable development goals to make business decisions. There are a United Nations global uh, mandate around 17 goals that help shape and shift the the, the climate, the, the world, the economy um, in, in hundreds of countries across the world. But ultimately, when we make decisions that are people-led, it really drives the economic benefits for us. We don't want to lose the essence of the human in the business that we're building.
0: You probably answered this next question. I was going to ask about the importance for business to start participating in this circular economy and how do they make it part of their everyday business?
1: Look, there's some really amazing leaders out there. I've often say, you know, so many people ask us to do consulting for their businesses and we call it consulting. We'll work with businesses who actually want to make change, not who just want a fancy-schmancy report that says what they should do and then Token does something that's very simple and basic to execute on. We like to get our hands dirty. So we feel that we're really inspired by leaders out there who are prepared to take risks and... And create change. And an example, you saw it just before, Bill. Six pallets just got um, uplifted off a truck here. They've come in from office work stores. They're returned products that are imperfect. And instead of those items finding a way to, you know, a hidden place somewhere or ending up in the back of a, a warehouse or just being unutilized, we work with organizations like that who are prepared to say you know what we want to be better we want to be more responsible with the items that are difficult to deal with and our business is all about dealing with the difficult problems and we're here to create outcomes for our partners in enterprise there and these items like 98% of those products will end up either resold, re-gifted, renewed, repurposed or another re- but reloved ultimately to ensure that they don't end up in landfill.
0: So if businesses do have some dormant goods or they want to get involved in the circular economy, how can they support world's biggest garage sale?
1: Look, Bill, um, our biggest challenge is how many of these circular economy precincts can we have across Australia? And ultimately, um, when businesses work with us, it allows us to scale. We create jobs through the work that we do. And for businesses to get involved, they can reach out to us on our website, sale.com.au, Or if you're lazy and and you want to be more efficient like I do, wbgs.com.au also works. But look, we're on all the social channels and we absolutely welcome inquiry conversation and communication. We may not know the answer today on how to help you solve your problem, but that's the work we do. We get our hands dirty and we'll find ways to do it. We've done some wonderful projects here in in Queensland. And I always remember this one phone call we had, and this is a good example of how to get involved. Um, This poor uh, uh, gentleman was trying to save three million um, coffee pods from going to landfill he thought they were plastic his boss said come on man get rid of them get the skip in, let's get these out of here and what happened was he said actually let me try and find another way and after multiple phone calls he came across Brisbane City Council and they said give world's biggest garage sale a call see what they can do we ended up finding out with this partnership that uh, they weren't plastic they were vegetable material fully compostable so we partnered with FJT Logistics, we partnered with New Grow, and we ensured that those 3 million coffee pods ended up in landfill and they've rejuvenated soil right here in Brisbane. And we've been able to close the loop on ensuring that those products, including the paint, the cardboard, the plastic, and all the other materials they were wrapped in, that nothing went to landfill. They're the sorts of things we love to get involved in.
0: Well, as you've already highlighted, global uh, idle assets exceed $4 trillion <laughs> It's, it's amazing uh, just dead infantry costs 500 billion annually um how do, do idle goods impact particularly australian businesses
1: look the wonderful thing especially now in the midst of COVID, that we're realizing is that there's so many assets right here on our soil that can be utilized not only to create change and and put back into the resale retail economy, but additionally be used as non-virgin material to be able to make new products. That's the wonderful thing about the circular economy. There are products now that we're building here that have never existed in the past and they're made from multiple materials. Um, when we know something's sitting idle, it's truly wasted. And so for us, we're really looking to be a market maker in the connection of mobilizing idle assets, idle materials to, to create jobs for the vulnerable people that we employ. We have a commitment internally, 50% of the people we employ will come from vulnerable backgrounds. We're really here to provide opportunity because building people is way more fun than building products, but our people get to build the products, which is pretty fun as well.
0: Sure is, I love your purpose, I love your passion. What's your background? How did you get tied up in this?
1: <laughs> Look, I was an entrepreneur long before I even knew what the word meant and and really what that means. And I'm fortunate to have had some good mentors along the way. I was a pizza delivery driver in Year 12 at school. And luckily for me, I worked at the Red Bank Plains, uh, Silvio's Pizza at the time, which is now Domino's, and Kerry May, Don May's sister, was actually my manager. She's a pretty fierce and fantastic female leader, and I had no idea at the time how fortunate I was to have her as my first ever boss, and really, I think she set me up for success. She told me hard work makes luck. She taught me some pretty other cool traditional values around, you know, just basically GSD, getting stuff done. Uh, and I really followed that purpose and took those values into my professional career and landed at a company called Video Pro, which is a Queensland-founded startup as well. I think forty years now this year, even. Um, And Shane Leaney, their manager, um, I remember telemarketing him, ringing him up and saying, I want to work in technology. I want to work for your business. He had no job, but he got me uh, an interview with Graham Evans, their manager of the business center at the time. And Graham put me on and said, here you go. What's your budget? You're going to grow this business, act like an owner and taught me again, really great entrepreneurial values at a really young age. I think I was 21 when I started there. And I stayed at Video Pro for 13 years and loved it. It was hard, I learned a lot. There's plenty of things I'd change if I could go back, but really what it did is it set me up for success to be an entrepreneur because it gave me permission to fail and it also gave me permission to, to bring in ideas and test and learn and execute. But ultimately, Bill, it's all about customers and we talk about love in business and customer intimacy, which is, goes far beyond customer service. And it's about actually truly caring about the people that you work with internal customers and external customers. So the people you work with and who work with you, but also those that actually purchase your products. And ultimately, we are genuinely all about the love and we'll do whatever it takes to keep our customers happy.
0: What a pleasure to meet you. Uh, thanks very much for chatting with us, Yaz. Uh, Yasmin Grigalunas, CEO and co-founder of the World's Biggest Garage Sale. It's a wonderful profit for purpose organisation, really bringing sustainable businesses and customers together, as well as reducing landfill and looking after the planet. I'm Bill McDonald. Another sustainability story from CitySmart. Subscribe to the Sustainability in Action podcast at dot forward slash podcast.